Welcome to the Harmonia Early Music Podcast. I'm Janelle Davis. When we think of the most famous 18th century viol virtuosi, most of us will think of French names. Maybe Saint-Colomb, Marie Marais, Antoine Forqueray. Johann Schenk, a Dutch composer of German descent, might not immediately come to mind, although during his lifetime he was considered one of the greats when it came to the viola da gamba. Schenk published 10 collections of music, thanks in part to support from private donors, patrons, and businessmen. Case in point, the 15 sonatas of Schenk's Tide in Kunst Ufeningen of 1688 were dedicated not to a king or ruler, but to two important sponsors, Mayor Nicholas Witzen and Jakob Oriel, who was a municipal official. Schenk, however, did eventually go to court. In 1698, he headed to Dusseldorf to the court of Prince Elector Johann Wilhelm II, himself an avid, if amateur, viol player. Wilhelm boasted a rich musical life at court, importing a lot of musicians and composers with whom Schenk would have interacted. George Friedrich Handel, for instance, visited Wilhelm on at least a couple of occasions in the early 18th century. Wilhelm's court eventually moved to Mannheim, and it's around that time that we lose track of Schenk's biography. By 1717, there are no more references to Schenk in the lists of court musicians, and the rest just fades into history. But lucky for us, we do have much of Schenk's music from his ten publications, The Lion's Share of It, composed for the vial. We've been hearing one of Schenk's characteristically expressive slow movements from his Tied in Kunst of 1688, performed on a 2014 brilliant classics release by the Cuban-born, Spanish-trained viola de gambist Lixania Fernandez and the Recondita Armonia Ensemble. This recording contains six of the 15 sonatas from Schenk's 1688 set, to which Fernandez brings both a tender lyricism and a muscular virtuosity. On occasion, phrasing, especially ends of phrases, suffer at the expense of her robust vitality, but refreshingly, there is never a dull moment or lack of spark in her playing.
here, these are technically demanding pieces. Schenck must have done a lot for expanding the technique of the viol, or at least held his own with those virtuosi in France. Before we leave the CD, I just have to let you hear a bit of the delicious Chaconne, the closing movement from the final sonata number 15 of the set. a CD of Schenk and Vile music, it's only natural to share with you one other recording, this one of music composed by Martin Berthaud, a composer who himself had come up in the French vile tradition in the footsteps of Marais, Forcaret, and the like. And yet Berthaud, born in France around the same time that Schenk's biography trails off in Germany, gave up the vile, devoting himself fully to the new and fashionable cello, this reportedly after hearing a concert by the famed Italian cellist Franciscello. Let's hear a bit of music composed by Berto, this gambist-turned-cellist. Christophe Coin performs on a 2014 release of Sonatas and Airs from Berto's Opus 1, published in Paris in 1748. brief history of the cello here will come in handy. See, for much of its early life, when viols and violins were kept separate in concerts and bands, the cello was the eight-foot pitched bass member of the violin family. During the 16th and much of the 17th century, the cello hadn't developed into a solo instrument, as had the bass viola da gamba. But by the 1680s, in Italy at least, developments in the construction of cellos started to change all of that. These bass violins were scaled down to a more manageable size, tunings were adjusted, and a new playing technique emerged. By the time the new cello made its way to France, the stage was set for Martin Berthaud, who has long been credited with developing extended techniques like thumb position for playing in very high registers, 
double stopping, and harmonics. Here's a cute Rondo Amoroso movement with little cuckoos of harmonics on display. Despite Berto's reputation as the father of the modern cello as we know it, we don't actually have a lot of examples of his compositions, and even in those, questions of authorship and authenticity have been rife. For instance, Berto's G major sonata, the piece we've just been hearing, was for a very long time attributed instead to Sammartini. We'll link to an article on our website in case you're interested in knowing more about that story. In the meantime, I just want to draw attention to one other important aspect of Martin Berthaud's biography, that is his prolific role as a teacher through which his influence in the cello world can still be traced. It seems only appropriate then that cellist Christophe Quint is on this recording assisted in the accompaniment by his own former students. Here's Quint with Peter Skalka and Felix Necht in Berthaud's sixth sonata titled simply Trio a piece that showcases three cellos alone without harpsichord. finish the podcast with another recording from Shirley Hunt, an American cellist and viol player who has championed both instruments side by side on a single recording of works by J.S. Bach. Released on her own letterbox label, this is the first of a three-part series featuring Bach's complete cello suites and viola da gamba sonatas. The Bach suites for solo cello have become standard rep for just about every cellist, and Hunt is adding her name to the list beginning her recording with the fourth suite in E-flat major. Here's some of the jig, the final movement of that suite. (laughs) ¶¶ 
After the fourth cello suite, the recording switches gears and Hunt plays Bach's G minor viola da gamba sonata with harpsichordist Ian Pritchard. the darkness of that E-flat cello suite, the brightness of the viol and harpsichord is striking, perhaps even a little jarring at first. But once I listened through the whole disc, I appreciated in retrospect the break in uniformity from the sound of only the cello alone. For me, though, the highlight of this recording is the middle movement of the gamba sonata, especially beautiful in Hunt's control of her slow bows, persistent and sustained. Schenk and Lixania Fernandez, Berthaud and Christophe Coin, Bach and Shirley Hunt. If any of the three recordings of music for cello or viola da gamba that we feature today on the podcast have gotten your attention, you can find links to them on our website. Just visit harmoniaearlymusic.org. While you're there, have a look at our archive of blogs, podcasts, and shows, and check out our online shop where a portion of your purchase will benefit Harmonia. This has been the Harmonia Early Music Podcast. I'm Janelle Davis. Thanks for listening.